This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Wake up! The fans, great, great, great to be here with you. Wednesday, January 11th, year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Woodsy, that's Paul Reinder, executive producer, Uber driver, personal Uber driver (laughs) for your old pal Woods, errand runner, get to that in a moment. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Thank you for the lift this morning, very much appreciated. Very welcome. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, is here as well. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. For a thought, for a second, I thought maybe Paul had actually taken another job <laughs> as an as an Uber driver. Yeah, be, I, would that be something you'd ever do? I've actually thought if if I didn't already have two jobs, that I wouldn't I wouldn't mind doing that. I kind of like driving around and. I, I get paid to do it. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that job. I don't. I don't. It's the one job I've never had. Is any sort of uh, job driving around. I did have the tuxedo delivery place. I did for one day, and uh, that was a nightmare. And so I 
I didn't. I never wanted to drive or deliver anything. It's like the one thing I haven't done. I never delivered pizzas or anything like that. Um, but Uber, DoorDash, I still think I can do it. I don't really like driving all that much at I, all. I see the appeal in that you kind of choose when you want to work. Yeah, it's here though. Like, if I didn't do morning radio, I don't think I would love San Diego as much as I love San Diego because I've seen what everybody else goes through, the nine to fivers. And they're like, cool, it took me two and a half hours to get home. I can't I can't do it. But if you're I, getting paid for it, I feel like you're not in a hurry. Yeah, but it's not like you're getting paid a hundred grand for it either. You're grinding pretty hard. I think the the worst part for me would be I don't necessarily want to talk with everybody That's, in the back seat. You'd be the you'd be the worst driver I'd, ever. I'd want one of those like limousine dividers. Yes. yes. And I'd probably wear the hat, you know, the limousine. So you want to drive a hat. limo? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Would you rather drive a limo or be driven in a limo? They're both good, I think. Either way, I want the divider up so no one can talk talk. to anybody. I would be scared as F to drive a limousine, wouldn't you? Have you guys ever driven a limousine? I've tried my wife's pickup truck, which is a little bit longer. (laughs) I find that to be difficult, so I can't even imagine like those really long... Stretch limos and the you got to make a, you gotta make like hard a turn. Right turn. <laughs> like, oh my, oh that's gonna now, be awful. I know you don't watch Curb. Your enthusiasm, you should. It's ridiculous that you don't. <laughs> but there was one where Larry used to drive a limo back in the day, and he gets the opportunity to drive one again, and he's all excited. He's all excited because he gets to drive a limo, and of course, the hat, the divider, the whole bit. It's it. It's. There's a lot of me in Larry David. There's a lot of you in Larry David. And I think it's a really good combo of the two of our personalities. The fact that you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, it makes me insane. But you also didn't like Seinfeld, so this is better. It's better. Mostly because Jerry Seinfeld's not really in it. And it it's better. It's the voice of, of Seinfeld, Larry David. And he is just such a character. So anyway, Paulie. I think if you liked Seinfeld, you would love yes, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I loved Seinfeld, so I double so love really Curb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, it's, I'm with you. It's brilliant. Um, I have a crack in my windshield uh, of my car. And it happened on the way to a, a Padres game. We were going down to interview someone. And I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Clev the first time. And one, the pebble hit my windshield with a little, just took a little chunk. Well, that was six months ago, and now it has started to spread. Now, normally I would have just fixed it right away, but I have one of the windshields that has the reverse camera. It's like a thousand bucks, so I'm like, put this off as long as I can. I'm very adult about some things. I'm also very seventeen year old Woods about a, some other things, and that's one of them. Finally, it got to be so bad, and I'm like, Paulie and I are driving to Arizona tomorrow. By the time you know, I'll be going a hundred miles an hour for six hours. It's. I may lose the windshield, so we just decided to get it picked up. But I had to have Polly. They had, had to drop it off today, early this morning, and then Polly had to come deep, deep into Miramar and pick me up. Is that something that you can get a ticket for? Yeah, I think so. In the I think so. Yeah. Well, we remember last time you were in Arizona, you got not one but two, two from the automated speeding camera thing. cop that was just so parked cool. on the side of the road. Yeah, I love. Just... Can you imagine getting an automated ticket? Hey. <laughs> So you had a we crack took in your a picture. Oh my god! Would it's three hundred dollars for you? Would it surprise you out of Arizona no. if they did that? I mean, and I, I just got home in the mail, and as soon as I opened the mailbox, I go, "Well, I know what this is. This has got to be a speeding ticket." Open it up, I go, "Oh no!" Next day, same GD envelope, and I went, "Oh my god!" There's another one. The same place got me twice, so I'm going to be very careful. I'm going to mind my p's and q's. 
Uh, I don't know that I've ever gone to Arizona once and not had to pay the court system money. I've been in jail there like 14 times. That place owns me. So I'm done acting a fool in Arizona. An internal alarm that goes off as soon as you cross the state border. Like as soon as we hit the border, you're driving. I'm just going to sit in my car, cross my arms, not doing anything. I'm not leaving the house. Uh, I'm not leaving the hotel uh, from for fantasy camp. That's it. That I, that town owns me, man. So, uh, Paulie did pick me up this morning. I really appreciate it. Kind of a beating. The bigger beating is going to be after we play golf at Torrey Pines today. Him having to drive me back to my car is going to be way, way, way worse. So I do apologize in advance. I think Miramar Road like connects into La Jolla. Yeah, I think it's we actually can... not going to be that bad because I got to go east anyways to get to the 15. Got to weasel our way around there. But yeah, Miramar is the east side of the 805 of La Jolla Village Drive. Yeah, so true. you can go. Straight but across. Miramar no. was one lane this now, morning. And, one. We're going to hit every red and, light. And there can be a ton of traffic on both of those yeah. streets in the Today afternoon. Today was brutal. At 4.55. This morning. We said meet meet at 5. Yeah. I'm, I'm on track to be there at 4.59. And I get off the freeway. I'm taking 15 south. I get off on Miramar Road. And as soon as I get up to the light on Miramar Road to turn, I go, oh, no. And there is... Tons of construction. It's, I think, three lanes on each side. All shut down. All condensed into one lane. To one lane. Traffic bumper lights to bumper are out. traffic at 4.55 this yeah, morning. Traffic lights worse. are out, so I'm behind nothing but a line of semi-trucks that have to start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, go to every red light, one car goes, stop, one car goes, stop. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, you know, after 20 years of Channel 10, I'm coming home at you know, eleven forty-five at night, and which is it's hell. usually an absolute breeze, yeah. of course. But every once in a while, they're doing construction, like on the five north, as I'm heading back to Encinitas, and it's all shut down. And I hit traffic, and it's like it's the worst you feeling to be stuck in traffic yeah. at at midnight and not know when you're going to get off. I mean, everyone's got their own spot that's their traffic bugaboo. As a North County lifelong guy, the eight oh five five merge the split, was, yeah. Where you either way actually the yeah, split either way. going down the split to work, or the merge, and the merge. Hell. you think the split would actually open up traffic it doesn't, it doesn't. It's, it's trafficy both ways in the afternoon always I, bad I do t- I have always tipped my cap to the the truck drivers the FedEx drivers the UPS drivers all the people that have to drive in this town for a living I don't know how you do it I appreciate that you do uh, because you keep me and my wife in Amazon packages and food uh, that we order from DoorDash and whatnot but. Um, I I had I had yesterday, Benny, the whitest problem of all time. <laughs> my massage got canceled. Oh yeah, That's... and they messed up my sushi order last night. It's real. <laughs> like I mean, can you that... be more specific on how your sushi order was messed? I up? will. Is that not the most Ben Higgins? <laughs> Is that not the most Ben Higgins line of all time? My massage was canceled. I had a horrible day. It was yesterday. a mother, but it's also Ben Higgins when he was like twelve. <laughs> mother, my massage canceled, and my sushi order is not right. <laughs> I got these gift cards from my mother-in-law for Christmas. I told you, and uh, I was going to go in and get a, a little massage, a little pre pre fantasy camp massage. Get a nice little rub down, oh, right? Bob, <laughs> Not that kind of massage. It's from a man named Mark. 
So it's oh, Mark, it's kid stuff. So I show up and I bring in the gift certificate, and the lady goes, "Oh, yes, you're in the right place, but your mother-in-law put down a name of a woman." Who is no longer here. I go, yes, I told you that on the phone. We talked about this. You and I did. You told me to just bring in all your gift certificates and we'll figure it out. You then booked me with Mark. For 11.30. So I, I waited and I she goes, oh, yeah, sorry. We've already paid Frankie for this massage. So if you want a massage with Mark, you'll have to pay out of pocket. I said, actually, that makes sense to me. She goes, if you want Frankie, she's down the street. She opened up her own place. She's a a hundred yards from here. I go, but I don't have an appointment with Frankie today. She goes, yeah, you're going to have to call. So, okay. So I left and just went home and then um, took, I had to get the kids and stuff from school and I went to Trader Joe's and it was such a madhouse. I was going to get food. I was going to cook it. I've been cooking every night and I panicked. Taylor was kind of fussy. And I panicked at Trader Joe's. I had a few things in my cart, Ben, and I did something I never do. I walked out. I got everything was washing over me. Not with the food. You didn't just leave and go, I'll pay you later. No, no, I did not walk out with my cart. I just left it, man. I had like three things in there and I go, Man, should I put this back? But Taylor was being a nightmare and I I I just I was overwhelmed. So I walked I was holding him, I called him, I go, just order something, please. So she ordered sushi. And they messed up my roll. By putting seaweed in it. I don't eat seaweed. Then are you really eating sushi? Yeah, I get it in soy paper. Soy paper Because sushi. it's tasteless. Well, I'm a soy boy, so as everybody knows. Uh, I don't... The smell of, of seaweed makes me wretch. And I opened up the roll, and I saw the little tiny little green slash black line around the food. And I go, oh, they messed it up. And Hannah starts to panic because it's always my food that gets messed up. She ordered it. She showed me the receipt. She's like, see, substitute soy. This is not my fault. I go, it's cool. It's cool. I'll just eat these turkey burger patties that nobody I wanted it so bad. I was so looking forward to it. And they, they messed it up. What else is in your roll of choice? That was a Kokomo roll, which is like. Crab with a K. Crab with a K. Crab with a K. Crab with a K. Wrapped in soy rice. And then there's like, there's little coconut shavings on top with some delicious sauce and then like tuna on top. Delicious. Delicious. But I couldn't eat it. I will I will try to change your mind on nori, which is what the seaweed paper is called. If no. you get when it's really, really good. That's like me saying, Hey, diarrhea smells pretty good. No, no, when it, ben, let me change your mind on really diarrhea. Good, it shouldn't have much of a smell. And when it's fresh and cra- like a good hand roll, a fresh hand roll, really one of uh life's great pleasures. If you get a good one. See, I'll eat a hand roll wrapped in soy paper. You know it, why? Because it's tasteless and it's odorless. I don't want it to smell like the ocean. But so is good nori, good seaweed. Stop calling be, it nori. That's the name of the seaweed. You know, <laughs> sorry, vomit. If you on the in the right temperature, can smell pretty good, pretty good. I'm also going to have to call you out. Technically, your massage was not canceled. You could have gone to Mark. You would have had to pay Mark, and you were unwilling to fairly compensate Mark for his services. What, I, I screwed Mark out of an appointment. <laughs> yes, you did. But. I, I have three gift certificates. I I, I, here's a hundred bucks. <laughs> what are these for? Kindling? Like, 
Hey, man, that's a problem with you and Frankie. That's not my problem. This is your business. Now, if you go to the new place, will Frankie go, oh, no, those gifts are going for the old I'm, spot. I'm gonna I'm gonna die. Yeah. He's going to go to Massage Envy for twenty nine ninety nine. Well, the, uh. the good news for uh, travelers out there is the weather is better today. Did you see the bad news? What? All U.S.-based flights are grounded until what? at least 6.30 because... I don't know, the FAA app is down or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, it's I like Odyssey's in charge that. of our, our flight control system <laughs> Look right at now. Ben taking shots at Odyssey <laughs> in the new year. You know it's bad. <laughs> Holy cow. Nothing can leave Lindbergh Field or anywhere until 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. Everything is grounded oh, in yeah. the country. I saw... Uh, uh, post that had two images and it was like flight radar from this time a week ago compared to today and it was like the the number of planes in the air was cut in half at at least cut in half yeah, they're not letting any new flights into the skies right now while they fix whatever oh issue God. they're having with the system the control system across the country would that not terrify you if you were on i mean i'm sure they made some sort of announcement in the plane to not freak people out but if you like if you have wi-fi or something and you're able to see like wait why did every flight just get grounded across america what is happening right now while we're in the air it's terrifying terrifying but at least to find out it's just an app you know well hopefully uh since it's san diego and they don't i don't think flights leave until six o'clock here anyway so maybe it'll be a minimal disruption but sounds like the entire country is going to be behind in air travel today if you're flying somewhere, hey, more chance to listen to Ben and Woods, maybe. Uh, hopefully we got a good show for you coming up today. Uh, Casey Stern's going to join us at 735. He's one of our favorites, host of the Unfiltered Podcast. Talk baseball. We usually talk Mets with him. He's a Met, Met fan. Mets fans welfare check. are... Uh, yeah, it's a welfare check. I want to see Wondering if, what happened. I also want to see if he's loading up a big, fat bong full of copium right now to smoke because I saw Met fans just go, I didn't even want him. I didn't, uh, this is That's great. That's Carlos Correa this signing great. with the Twins. I didn't even want that guy. We've got an Aztecs game last Liar. night that looked really, really good for man, about 35 minutes. And they, they did win, and things got a little dicey at the end. But they did Don't win. Don't they always get a little, a little dicey? Bit. Yeah, it's at some point. It's, yeah. it's Aztecs basketball. It's San Diego sports. It always gets somewhat dicey at some point. Uh, take on Woods. Don't do this. Our regular features. I've got the Daily Diddy selection today. Woods' theme Artist you've never seen live, but would really like to. I can't wait for this. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Is he still with us? <laughs> Might be. Might be. So we'll do that coming up next. Glad to have you with us. It's Wednesday, middle of the week. It's Ben and Woods. Get our first check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. together for like a reunion tour and i'm kind of sorry i missed that one i saw they were one of my favorite bands sure. growing up yeah one of the best bands in the i'm our... gonna let my inner kind of creepy out with this police this song this sting ugh, half of the police's songs if you listen to the lyrics are incredibly creepy yeah every breath you take is very creepy very creepy and they always said they're surprised when people use it as a wedding song because it's so it's about like a stalker Oh, no, I like, I like this. Is the I version like this I really want. I love yeah. this version. This is the '86 version of this song. A little slower. Well, I think they've '86 their touring together. They probably won't, but <laughs> they, you never you know. Never know. You never know. They could come back together. They're they're all still alive, yes. I do believe. George Copeland, um, Sting, and Andy Summer. Andy Summer, the guitar player. And I believe they're all in fairly good health. Sting has tantric intercourse for 17 hours a day, so he's very fit. <laughs> very virile. There's something there that I don't think I would ever be interested in. I mean, he's got to be one of the weird. He's got to be. You know who be else weird. wouldn't be interested in 17 hours of tantric intercourse? <laughs> Mrs. Woods. She's like, can we get on with this already? No, no. This is a new thing we're doing. It's noon now. We'll be finished by midnight. That would be like, she'd rather go to be set I mean, Is there to anything that you really want to do for 17 hours at all? That's a long Golf. time to do. I, I don't know. I can do back-to-back rounds. I've done that before. That's still just like nine, nine and a half. I mean, 17 hours. A charity anything. tournament. We did 100 holes it's in one day. day. And, you know, you find different ways to like speed through a couple of those rounds yeah. but my god was that still a marathon of a day i'm like ah, i'm good never doing this again i'd like to sleep for 17 hours straight even that i feel like after yeah, about 12 it. i'm really like all right i gotta get up and do something i don't sleep 12 hours in a week no there's just no way so i saw police's first reunion tour i paid 
a, a fortune for this show at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, home of the Dallas Mavericks and Dallas Stars, because we have to talk sports or people get mad. The <laughs> Dallas Stars. Dallas. Yeah, here in Dallas. Um, and it was one of the worst shows I've ever seen, and I was the, the disappointment that I felt was so overwhelming. Well, I was so upset. So now you make me feel like I'm, I really shouldn't be waiting for it. If no, do I mean, ever do it again. Maybe they're better now, but I mean, they were such a yeah, great as, band. As most musicians tend to, to get better with to age. get much better as they get into their sixties and seventies. <laughs> hey, not most most musicians don't do seventeen hours of tantric intercourse on a daily basis, Benjamin. But I, you can never go wrong playing the Police. Just such a such a revolutionary band. They brought so many different styles together in their music and you want to talk about two of the biggest egomaniacs in rock and roll history Stuart copeland and uh and sting gordon sumner um those two dudes were like oil and water i mean they just hated each other but magic was made and uh so it was really that's a great great pick all right um since we only got a minute or two here before the bottom of the hour i don't want to jump into the aztecs and we're going to do a Let's stretch it continuation Benny. of our 40 man roster review that we started yesterday with the padres as we get ready for spring training we'll note they did the uh, the day after news conference for kirby smart and the georgia bulldogs they were of course the unanimous number one ap selection uh, no doubt about it this year with an undefeated season and a national championship Second in a row. Did you know that no team has ever won three straight national championships in college football in the era since they started voting for national championships, the AP, in like the late 30s or 40s? No one's ever won three in a row. But the Georgia Bulldogs have already been installed as solid favorites next year, even without without their quarterback coming back, Stetson Bennett. They've got a lot of talent. You know, great recruits. They seem to be the the flavor of the month. That they're the favorite to come back and win it for a third straight time. I don't know. I think uh, I think Nick Saban. I mean, you saw his face the other I night did. when yeah, they were we talk, talk about. That. Yeah, they were talking about how you know Georgia is now the new gold David standard. Pollock was David Pollock was sitting at the desk <laughs> on ESPN with Nick Saban next to him, staring in his face, going, "Yeah, Georgia is the new gold standard oh. in college football." And Nick Saban is just. It's kind of seething quietly. Next Is that to right? Break. Hey, David, can I have a word with you? <laughs> Is that right? I, I agree with David Pollack. Since Today, Kirby, they are, yeah. Since, I mean, Nick Saban has a, a, a more of a, a career that he's put together in college coaching, but since Kirby Smart became the coach of Georgia, I think, what, seven years ago, now that he has the two national championships and their you know, upward trajectory – he has been the best coach in college football since that time. Better than Nick Saban. Now Nick Saban's done it longer. He's done it, you know, way more, you know, than than Kirby Smart has. And Kirby Smart will have to keep doing it for another 20, 30 years if he wants to approach Nick Saban's legacy. But right now, like flavor of the moment, absolutely Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs are the college football what team they, of the of the now. What do they say? I mean, you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. He's done that. And now the roles are reversed and Nick Saban, if he wants to be the best again, he's got to beat the best and that's Kirby Smart. So yeah. But again, we talked about the hunter and the hunted. If they can stay the hunter, sure. But they are now going to be the hunted. And you know, Nick Saban is it, and I just I I can't put anything past Alabama, you know, to get back to winning a national title. Uh, again, I, I I fully believe it'll be those two duking it out next year in some sense for uh, for football's top dog, if you will. 
All right, we'll come back. I uh, want to talk about last night's Aztecs win, and then we'll resume our 40-man roster review. We did uh, catchers and infielders yesterday, so we still have outfielders and the pitching staff to get to, uh, hopefully through the rest of today, or we can even stretch it into tomorrow uh, if we have to do that. So we'll have that coming up. And then Casey Stern at 7.35 in one hour on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Back with more Ben and Woods after this on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This hour on 97.3, the fan is brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit treatcovid19.com. I got called out by my 19-year-old last night. Olive Garden again? No, not Olive Garden. Not Olive Garden. Had to do with the Aztecs game, actually. Last night, uh, a win for San Diego State. Big win. It was. Uh, we'll talk about that right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fam. So, Woods, let me ask you, what was the score of the Aztecs game when you decided to turn it off and go to bed? Late start, 8 p.m. tip-off, probably about 
eight oh five after the uh, the previous game ran a little long. What was the score when you flipped off CBS Sports Net last night? What was the halftime score? The halftime score was 44-27. That's that's when I went to bed. Now, in my defense, I only watched it for five minutes. Then I went to my bed, and I've started. You saw the ten nothing run to. Open oh yeah, the it was awesome. I saw the ten nothing run, and I almost tweeted. I'm glad I didn't because if I had jinxed them, even though I don't really believe in things like that, what I was going to tweet was, "Hey, hot start by the Aztecs, off to a ten zero run. You guys are in good hands. I'll see you in the morning." What could possibly What could go possibly wrong? go wrong? But I know better, so I I don't want people to hate me. So even though it would have been funny, uh, I went to my room, Ben, and I'm I'm doing. God, it's embarrassing, but. I'm trying to read more. This is a thing for me, and and I hate telling my resolutions, but I want to read more. And it helps me fall asleep. I've not been sleeping well. So I was reading, watching the highlights on my phone, watching the score on my phone as I was reading because I did want to be a a touch informed. But saw them get off to the hot start, watched that up until halftime and went, all right, they're rolling right now. I'm going to bed. And it was late. It was a late, late start. So, um so yeah, halftime. Well, fourteen and three Nevada at Viejas Arena. Good team, uh, number twenty nine in the net rankings. And the first half, the Aztecs dominated. Maybe the best half they've played all season. Maybe one of the best halves I've ever seen San Diego State play. Really, I mean, uh, they they only turned the ball over twice, and uh, one of those came on the very last possession of the half. They were efficient. The defense was good. The rebounding was good. Uh, almost every basket had an assist. They were passing. They were making three pointers. There they were, were balls dunking. that should not have gone in that 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 rolled <laughs> yeah. in. The one that's Johnson, that resting one, yeah. on top of the, the just <laughs> threw up an absolute brick, but it, it kind of jammed almost and, and then, then just whoop. died and fell in. I mean, that's everything great. was going right for the Aztecs in the first half. Uh, they were shoot. They shot fifty percent from the field in the first half. It was looking absolutely great, and really, it continued into the second half. Nevada cut it to. 13 at one point, and then SDSU went on another run and got up by 21, and it was it was over. It was like five-plus minutes to go, and they had a 21-point lead. And then the Aztecs kind of, I don't know if they lost interest. They lost some intensity. Nevada started getting desperate. They put on the full-court press, and the Aztecs looked like a junior high team for the next five minutes. Fortunately, they were so far ahead it didn't really matter. They didn't make another basket in the game. Uh, Nevada went on a 12-0 run. San Diego State made only, I think, three free throws. So it was a 15-3 run to finish the game. Really wouldn't have mattered other than if you had money on the game because the final line, the Aztecs were favored by 9.5 points. And they ended up winning after being up by 21 with just five minutes to go. They ended up winning by 9, 74-65. Nevada came back. And covered on the back door to actually, if you bet on Nevada with the points, you actually would have won that game, even though their team was dominated for almost the entire the entire part of the game that actually mattered. San Diego State dominated. And and that's that spread that spread seemed a little high for, you know, another good team in the Mountain West. So if I was a gambling man, which I'm not anymore, I probably would have taken those points thinking Aztecs are gonna win, but it'll be close. I would have been so dispirited, Ben, to be down twenty with five minutes or twenty-one with five minutes left to play. You know, uh, San Diego State, they Nevada got it to like 
eight, and then San Diego State was fouled late. They made the first free throw, they made it nine. They had a second free throw that would have covered, and they missed it. It was, it would have been agonizing if you had money on San Diego State. So, getting to the part of the of the story where my son called me out, I thought this would make. I, I love watching Scott Van Pelt on Sports Center. One of my favorite segments they do with Stanford Steve. Bad beats. Bad beats is such a it's, good. Bit. It's a clever. It's a clever way to do highlights, but then show just like the quirkiness of of how betting can just go wrong. And and I get for every bad beat, it's a good win for someone else that Absolutely. they didn't expect. But Scott always frames it. Okay, if you had money on this team, here's what happened. And I could just picture him going through. All right, San Diego State absolutely cruising. They're up twenty one, and just showing the comedy of errors and turnovers <laughs> and fouls that some, that doesn't matter in the least bit for the outcome of the game. But for gamblers, it ended up it matters, being essential. Yeah. And I, I tweeted out and I tagged. I said, this is going to make great fodder for a not-the-fake SVP bad beats segment. And lo and behold, like two minutes later, I get a, a tweet back reply from Scott Van Pelt <gasps> that just says, it was 7150 face palm emoji. And I'm oh going, my God. very cool. Very Your cool. heart gets, you get a little a uh, little bit of, of dopamine. You get a little serotonin going. I did. When, I, when was, that I was kind of excited. Yes. And then it all, all of the air in my balloon came deflating out when two minutes later, my 19-year-old son calls me and goes, Dad, are you clout chasing <laughs> by tweeting at, at Scott Van Pelt? <laughs> We go, no, no, I'm not. I'm not clout chasing, and oh god, I just. I mean, I just thought it would be a good segment for him. So yeah, but you tagged him. I go, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't want to just write Scott Van Pelt. I'm going to tag him if I'm going to talk about him on Twitter. Boy, this is. And he replied, and he goes, "Yeah, that you're, you're clout chasing." They go. I guess, yeah, maybe a little bit. Why don't you say? Why don't you shut up and go do your homework? Is How there, about that? Is there some? Go I pick mean, up the dog crap in the yard. Is there something wrong? You want to do that? something productive? Is it bad that I got a a teeny bit of a thrill that Scott Ooh. Van Pelt replied Ooh. to a tweet that I mentioned him in? Guys, I mean, we've got we've got three hours left on this show. I know BS. I could I could talk about this for the next three hours because I really don't know how it works because. If what you did is wrong, then I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. I tag people. Here's my my general rule is this. I saw a guy the other day. Oh, this was pretty. Did you see what happened? My little exchange. So we talked about Colin Morikawa and John Rahm in the golf tournament. And Morikawa had this huge lead. And Rahm played really well. Colin made some bogeys in an inopportune time. Lost the tournament. So a guy tweets, nice choke job, at Colin Morikawa. So I quote tweeted that and said, the worst kind of human. That's the worst kind of human. Like Colin Morikawa opens it. He knows what he did. He knows what happened. He was there. But to, for some dill hole in Sacramento that's probably a 22 handicap, you're like, <laughs> nice choke job. You want to say, hey, Morikawa choked? Fine. When he you, shot 24 under he, bar 100%, or something like right? that for he made four a, rounds of golf. $1.5 million. <laughs> My thing is like, Tag when positive, don't tag when negative. I'm negative on Twitter. I'm as negative as anybody. But I don't like to tag. Like, I don't want to tag. I, I, I can't stand Max Muncy. But if one rolls through his legs and the Potteries win the game, I'm not going to at Max Muncy. I, I don't think. I probably have before, but that's kind of my, my general rule. I feel like if it's positive or you're just giving praise, sure, tag a band that you love. Tag, you know... 
tag uh, uh, Scott Van Pelt. I mean, if you're like, by the way, hey, Scott Van Pelt, can I get a shout out? Can I yes, get a retweet? Yeah, that's clout you know, if chasing. You're just, if you're just right? clamoring for an interaction, all right, it's a it's a little dicey in that situation. But also, you should pull this with your son. Isn't this one of the great things about social media? There's so many bad things about social media. So many, but it has made inaccessible people at least possibly accessible. You can at least dream if you want to comment to someone famous. You don't have to stand outside like a, a Hollywood restaurant hoping you're going <laughs> to run into them on their way to the limousine. God, you don't have to go to Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. Scott, <laughs> I got a great idea. Wait Did you see the Aztecs game? Wait for him to drive out of the parking lot and hope Scott, 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 down. Scott, 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 Scott. Oh! Run into him at a charity golf tournament somewhere. No, you can actually tweet someone, and there's a... There's a decent chance. Not everyone looks at their mentions. Some people have so many, I'm sure, celebrities that there's no way they can go through them all. But there's a good chance that that person will see your comment. And it's kind of one of the cool things, I think, about Twitter and social media. Paulie, where do you stand? You're of the younger generation. Ben and I are of the old generation. The other day. A great example for this. And I feel like it's different on different platforms, right? So I, you have Instagram stories. And the other day was Fernando Tatis Jr.'s birthday. And Bo came in and I said, do you know whose birthday it is? He goes, no. I said, Tatis. And he goes, oh. And I go, you want to make him a video? He goes, yeah. So I just hit the record and he goes, happy birthday, Tatis. I love you. Can't wait to see you soon. It's the sweetest effing thing in the world. So I put it on my stories and I hit at Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I sent it to him. If he chooses to go into his weirdo creep file and see the request he'll see that i sent him one and if he wants to open it great i wasn't not like i was like hey you're an instagram dad what does that mean like i'm insulting you like using your kids showcasing but i wasn't asking for anything you know improve your brand by using your kids but my instagram is mostly my kids right it's what paul's saying but it's not for profit though that's clout chasing, right? Am I wrong? Am I totally wrong? Well, I, you're not wrong. I think you do it from a very it's genuinely... It comes from a genuine family place. Yes, I also sure. think, if you're being honest, one of the most popular things you do on social media is posting things with your children. Your children are cute. They're adorable. They're funny. People love to comment and interact. When you post things about your children, share them. It's a great way to amplify the Woods brand. By using your children. Is that exploitation? Now, do I... Maybe. If I say... Well, <laughs> is it exploiting your... Ch- I feel like I could exploit my kids for actual money, but I don't. I choose not to. There are plenty of parents who do it. Go to YouTube. Hey, everybody, smash that subscribe button and watch my kid do flip cup. Like, it's so bad that it makes me sick. Now I'm sitting here feeling, should I not post my kids? The other day, uh, maybe two months ago, Bo's wanting to take grounders in the house. So I'm throwing him grounders, throwing him grounders. And he's saying, like, Dad, I look, I'm Manny, I'm Manny, I'm Manny, I'm Manny. So I tag Manny. What am I, but I'm not asking, hey, can I get a glove for my little prince here? Can you send me a signed bat? I don't want anything. I just think it's cool if Manny sees that and sees the effect that he has. Right? If some guy sent me an Instagram thing and said, dude, my kid loves when you do the woodshed. Here's him doing his version of the woodshed. Nothing would make me happier. Like, I would think, would think that's the coolest thing in the world. I will say that. I have seen people like Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado Retw- like talk about your kids like and genuinely 
show interest. You know, the funny thing is, is that Manny Machado is a real person. Yeah, he is. And, and he likes just kids. Just like the rest of us generally likes cute kids. Yeah. Kind of funny, right? He's just like I, the rest of okay, us. Okay, let's be honest. When I took Clev, the picture that Bo drew him, I didn't tweet it. I didn't. I gave it to Clev and said, this is from Bo. He loves you. He's got long hair. You've got long hair. He loves the sunshine thing. He's all into it. I took him that picture. When Clev tweeted that picture out, my heart almost exploded out of my chest. But I think that came more from a proud dad moment than like, oh, cool, maybe I can get something out of this. I don't know. I feel like your intentions were good. And all you can also pull this on Jack. Sorry, buddy. We're colleagues. <laughs> it's like I'm colleagues with Howard Stern. He yeah, also worked, does radio. You know, ABC. He's sports, ESPN. ESPN. Disney parent company right. sort of thing. We're both sports fans. Yeah, we are. Your colleagues. In a sense, colleagues. Try that if you meet level, him. Try that if you meet him on a plane. Hey, I'm your colleague, Ben Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Who the F are you again, buddy? <laughs> Honestly, though, I I am a huge fan of Scott Van Pelt. I am he too. He's become my favorite by far sports center anchor. Maybe one of my favorites now of all time. I think he's clever. I like how he sets up his show with his uh, best thing I saw today right at the beginning, you know. And then goes into the his one big thing, his story, his commentaries, the bad beats. It, I think that is a great way to set up a Sports Center show. And you know, obviously, the classic Sports Centers. You were telling me who was your favorite? Stewart, Stewart Scott. Was yeah, so cool. I mean, Keith and Dan were the the gold standard too when they were together. It was Unbelievably just, good. You just you couldn't miss it. I mean, just the dry. I feel like I've I've caged a lot from both of those guys in their uh, delivery. And their approach, I feel like Dan Patrick is still, to me, you know, those guys, I mean, that was everything. I told you uh, over the last, like, week or two, my wife and I went back and watched, we rewatched The Last Dance. Oh, yeah. And when they would show, like, highlight reels and show clips from, you know, early to mid-90s Sports Center, and you see, like, a young Dan oh, Patrick yes. and Stuart Scott, I'm like, God Dang, I missed that. Yeah, dude, era. it was so good. And I'm so glad you mentioned that a couple weeks ago because I've now started watching it again. And this is, that's so a, this is a different rabbit hole. We can maybe discuss, talk a little bit more about it later. That's the best documentary ever put to film. And I don't think there's really a close second. And I it could be recency bias because we had nothing else to talk about in the pandemic <laughs> but that. And it saved our ass many a day. I told my wife, do you see now why we treated every episode like the Padres had just won Game 7 of the World Series after a month and a half of no sports? But even going back and watching it, dude, you forget. (laughs) You forget what an absolute psychopath Michael Jordan was. Jerry Quote, Jerry Krause loved Dan Marley, and he thought Dan Marley was the best defensive player he'd ever seen. So... I said, good, give me Dan Marley. He goes, and I scored you know, 45 off him every night. I made it my purpose to, to, to knock his D in the dirt. Someone tweeted yesterday with the I mean, this recent spate of scoring and so many star players in the NBA right now putting up insane numbers, whether it's Giannis, Luka, whoever, on a night-to-night basis. Someone said, you know, with the, with the way they referee games now and you're not allowed to you know, hand check or do anything, Jordan would have had like 40-point triple-doubles Every single night if he got to play in this era. And I don't know that that's wrong. Yeah. If he had played, you know, he played in the ugly, <sighs> the 90s, bang them. Close you line. Know, yeah. The Pistons, the bad boys going against those teams and put up the numbers that he did. Now in this freewheeling. I you mean, you forget. don't think Michael Jordan would have been a, a three-point shot? Oh, the three-point shot? 
I'll be like Steph Curry out there. You know, I can be I can shoot like that too. You forget the when they show when they show the Pistons and them playing, you're like, oh, oh my god, yeah. dude, that's assault, brother. Like, what are you doing? All those guys, John Sally and Rodman. Time. I mean, it was just it was not. You took your life in your hands out there every single night, but. Boy, we went all over the place in that topic. So I, I, I think you're, I think you're okay. Keep uh, doing you. Another Padres rumor popped up yesterday, courtesy of our colleague John Heyman. It's one that we've seen over and over For and over again. Four years. The smoke. Is there any fire? We will talk about that and play Take on Woods coming up next year on ninety-seven three The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.